Hi, my name is Ryan, and welcome to This Amazing Life, the show that brings you people, topics, and ideas that inspire you to live, love, and lead your own amazing life. I believe that my mission in life is to be a source of light and joy for the world. I hope that our time together can give you a little bit more of both. So thank you so much for tuning in, and welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to episode number 84 of This Amazing Life. In episode number 84, you'll get to hear from Luis and Fonsi Camejo. They are the co-hosts of the Content is Profit podcast. These guys are two Venezuelan brothers who came to the U.S. originally on a soccer scholarship. They ended up starting their own entrepreneurial journey and are quickly growing as leaders in the content creation space for businesses. In episode number 84, you guys are going to get a lot of value. So here are some of the high points that you will hear from our conversation Creating content and making sure that it's high value for the client, balancing your personal and your business life. Also deciding what you really want so that way you can feel like you're living life fully. Enjoying the process instead of feeling like you're suffering through the grind. Overcoming fear, down, working through the imposter syndrome. By working on your perspective, that was a really good one. Letting go of the comparison mindset. And the one that I think was the biggest takeaway for me personally was make more progress by removing friction. This episode is a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy. So sit back, relax, and again, welcome to This Amazing Life. Hey, folks, I'm so excited to be back, and I have some friends of mine, the Camejo Brothers. I wanted to give them the opportunity to showcase what they're all about. So uh, guys, would you like to say hello and welcome to This Amazing Life? Of course, man. What's up? How, how's everybody going? Thank you for that warm welcome. By the way, you are like the first person that actually says the, or the last name correctly. So yeah, thank you. That's pretty cool. Ah. <laughs> there's another brother right here, guys. So thank you so much for having us over. Yes. Why don't you guys, uh, why don't you guys uh, say your first name so that way people can get an idea of like when, when one of you is speaking, who is, is actually speaking? Yeah. Should we say it at the same time? Yeah. So our first name is... Luis. Luis. <laughs> <So> what? <laughs> yeah. So actually, you guys can call me Fonsi, right? The one with the 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 cool voice is Fonsi, <laughs> and then the other one is Luisa. It's just Luisa, yeah. <laughs> I actually, um, Fonsi, I don't know if your brother told you or if you saw it through the messaging that we did before, but it's because I actually had pretty extensive experience with Spanish in school, and I had a deep personal connection to just the Latin culture, and then studied abroad in Spain. So uh, when I studied abroad in Spain, I was there for six months, came back. I had like, I mean, like, obviously I'm about as white as a piece of bread, but you, like you could, you could hear like the hard J's and, and the S accents and stuff. And so Camejo, I, I, that's I totally awesome, that. man. Yeah, no, that I, I, it, that, that's yeah. pretty cool. Cause like when I first got to the U S nobody could even pronounce my first name. They were like, Oh, is it Lewis? And I was like, at one point, I was like, you know what? It's fine. You can call me however you want. How, how, yeah, however it comes out. So it's all good. Yeah, my, my wife still calls me Lewis <laughs> after after nine years of being together. So it's like, okay, you know, it is what it is. Uh, so thank you for that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you guys that are listening can't tell already, the, the Camejo brothers, they have a lot of fun, positive energy. And I wanted to give a chance to highlight what they're all about. I connected with them actually through a third party what happened was there was a networking opportunity through Instagram and then started a quick conversation with Luis and then actually started a really quick friendship. And, and we started talking about our entrepreneurial journeys and their perspectives. And, and that's what really I hope that you take away from this is it's a fresh perspective on people that are, are in a very similar position to myself and their 
they're they're going after their dreams they're taking action and, and hopefully you can take away some value so why don't you guys talk about uh what it is that your day-to-day looks like and, and what your current mission is yeah definitely uh so we currently own a uh content agency so long form uh repurposing agency which has been fun. We started as a social media marketing agency um, a few years back, about four years ago. And uh, we evolved into the video guys. So we did a lot of uh, brand videos for brick and mortars and stuff like that. We quickly realized that that was not scalable. <laughs> and, uh, you know, especially because Fonsi was the one doing all the editing. And he's <laughs> like, dude, I need somebody to, with me here. Uh, at that time, I, I had a full-time job uh, in the fitness industry. And, uh, and then we came back around to social media and funnels. And so we started helping different local businesses with that and uh and then full circle to to full full content so that's it the fast the fast story right now uh it's been fun because we've been able to to build a, a super awesome team uh that you know helps us with the fulfillment yeah and, uh, i mean actually our day-to-day has changed a little bit since yeah. the the coronavirus all this started to happen um because before pre-coronavirus it was actually my brother and i working on editing, selling, pretty much doing everything, right? And then it's interesting because when the the virus hit, we actually lost one of our biggest clients. And that was a big hit for us. And, I mean, obviously, everybody, when you get negative, it's like you dwell on it for a little bit, but we, we decided to look at it as an opportunity. We're like, okay, like we can either sit here and cry and, you know, like not take action or we can see this as an opportunity. And until that point, we knew we wanted to start our podcast, right? Like we wanted to be consistent publishing. Like we were doing this for our clients, yet we weren't doing it for ourselves. So we're like, you know what? We need to take action. Let's take this as an opportunity. All the free time that we have now, since we don't have to fulfill for this client, let's use it, shift our attention and actions to start producing. So we started creating lots of content, we started getting traction, started content conversations with a lot of people, and even better, we were able to enroll our first two full-time team members. So now they are taking care of the the editing, uh, the fulfillment, the fulfillment yeah. and now we, we can do what we love, which is having these conversations, <laughs> creating the content, right? Uh, reaching out, doing the marketing, the selling. So it has shifted a little bit our day-to-day, but it has definitely been a super fun and exciting experience. Well, right. Oh, yeah. Within the first two or three minutes of what you just said, there's so much value that people can unpack. And I want to highlight in a couple things to make sure that people don't let them slip by. The first thing is that your core business is really around creating and delivering high value content for third parties, whether it's individuals or businesses, but primarily it's businesses. So you're actually involved in reaching out and doing the marketing and the sales. That takes a lot of effort. But what people don't realize that actually know is the fact that you guys have your own lives and families behind the scenes. So you're juggling this business, the startup, finding ways to be productive and valuable on top of making sure that you're keeping your your family commitments and making sure you're taking that personal time. And and I relate to what you just said so much because in the path to growth, you have to find systems that help alleviate some of the time for some of the tasks that 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 used to really weigh you down a lot. So can you talk about that uh really quick just the ways that you find to reinvest your time and how that helps you stay more productive. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think we have like a little bit slightly different takes on this uh, because I I feel like, you know, I'm the one that you call a workaholic 
uh, even though, like, I, I just enjoy what I do too much. So I could stay in here, you know, 24 hours if they don't pull me out. Like, it, it's it's funny like that. And they're like, oh, my God, how can you do it? It's because I enjoy the process, right? I enjoy experimenting with, with what we're doing and stuff like that. But at the same time, I do have a wife and I do have a baby that also needs some attention, attention and time. So it's uh, for me, it has been a, a balancing act on, okay, you know, what brings me, obviously, the value? What's my priority? And I'm going off of that, right? And then, uh, you know, Fonzie, lately has been in, in this journey of you know uh, I, th- I think it's being affected uh, with his time right it, I think you would have asked me that question a few months ago and I, I would have answered totally different um, yeah. I would have been like yes I need to just focus and put all my energy into the work right because like that's what is going to give me the results that I want um, the thing is sometimes we don't ask ourselves actually like what do we want right mm-hmm. like sometimes we don't sit with our own thoughts and ask like Okay, what what is it that I want to accomplish? Because a lot of times what we want has been, you know, portrayed by the people that we follow, like other people's opinions and all that stuff that we see in social media. Yeah. So for us, our definition of success, you know, a few months back, especially for me, maybe might have been I want to grow to the biggest company and, you know, make a lot of money. But now is shifting a little bit. Do I want to make money? Yes, of course. Do I want to have a big company? Yes, of course. But at the same time, I want to feel uh, the freedom. I want to not want to be tied to the computer in front in front of a screen 24 hours a day. I want to be able to go places, right? Experience, and and that's one of the main reasons why we started this business. It was because we didn't want to be tied down to a location, right? To an office. Yeah. So. In the journey, because it is a journey, right? Entrepreneurship is a crazy journey. Um, I've, I've discovered a lot of things about myself primarily, right? So it has been a very, very, very exciting journey for sure. Um, I'll say right now, I'm trying actually to slow down, right? Like how can I uh, focus on one thing at a time? Because that's the other thing. Usually we, we have 20 tasks that we need that we need to do. And besides that, there's you know, maybe a TV show that we want to watch. And not only that, I need to do groceries and I need to hang out with my family and I need to hang out with my friends and I need to hang out with my girlfriend. Like so many things we want to do, yet the time that we have is so limited. Um, so I, I actually came to the, I didn't came to the realization of this, but I heard uh, somebody else, his name is Phil Jones, talking in a podcast. And he said, you know, like, we need to be aware that time is li- limited. We all have a capacity so therefore, we need to take decisions. And I think the fact that we are afraid of taking some decisions and we try to maximize everything and do a little bit of everything takes away from the things that we really care about. I love everything that you said because uh, there are so many people that I talk to on a regular basis that really struggle with this idea that you have to hustle constantly. You have to have your nose to the grindstone And part of it could be based on what people are consuming from a social media content perspective and the people that they're choosing to follow. But I really appreciate the fact that both of you said that you're, you do have different perspectives, which is okay. That's normal. But the fact that you're trying to find that healthy balance and you're trying to find what really resonates with you. I actually just had a conversation with uh, a woman uh, recently. Her name is Dr. Jasmine Zapata. And she gave me an example where she was going through a specific type of coaching, which was very eye opening for me. And she said that what the person was asking her to do was to write her own obituary and to take a line across a piece of paper. And on the left, you write the X where you were born. And on the right, you write an X where you apparently pass away. 
and then draw a circle where you think you are on your life's journey. And so many people try to draw that circle so far to the left and they're like, ah, I have so much time. I have so much time. But realistically, like we never know. So trying to find that balance between working hard and, and enjoying the little things in life and, and, and having friends and family. That's, it's so true. I, I love that you mentioned that, right? Like the thought of, and it, it kind of sounds gloomy a little bit, and I've been looking into it a little bit, reading a little bit more about it, but like the thought about mm -hmm. mortality, right? Like, obviously it, it sounds dark, like sit down and think about like, Hmm, what are people going to say when I die? Right. But that's, that actually is like, part of philosophy, like stoicism, right? Like, and, and I got introduced to like that ideas by Ryan Holiday. He's a, a famous like author. Uh, he actually sp spoke at Funnel Hacking Live, whatnot. And pretty much these philosophers were like every day thinking about their mortality. Like, why do I want people to say, you know, when I pass away, how, how do I want to be remembered? And when you start thinking about that and you pretty much like tie those to the actions that you're doing today, it makes you realize the gap pretty much, right? Like where, what is that gap that is going to take me to where I want to be and where I'm at right now, right? And, and it, sometimes it's like a punch in the face, like a slap across the face because you're like, whoa, yeah. like the, the actions that I've been taking are not leading me to where I want to be. Uh, and it just, it, yeah, it opens your eyes. So I, I love that. And there's actually a, a saying that I love. It's called live the dash, which it is pretty much your the day you were born. So, for example, mine would be 1993. And then you don't know the day that you're going to die, right? But in the middle, there's a dash. That little dash represents your... Uh, live the dash. Yeah, yeah. So it's like how... how how much are you going to take advantage of that little dash, right? Yeah. To to kind of like add to what Fonsi was saying, like yesterday we had an awesome interview with this guy and uh, and he was talking through his journey and like all the hustle that he had to do to build this million dollar business. And then one day after like he had literally, what was he making? Like 50 grand, 60 grand a month. Yeah. He had a mental breakdown where he called all his clients and he's like, guys, I quit. That's it. And he had to refund all that money. He's like, I'm over because he was not living the life that he wanted to do. Right. So we asked him the question. It's like, Hey, is, is this really, is this hustle really necessary for entrepreneurs? And, you, and we live in this culture where, where that hustle is praised for from a lot of people and you hear over and over and over it's like you gotta hustle you gotta put in the hours you gotta put in the work right but are we really framing it in the in the right way like does hustle mean that i need to be awake in front of my computer or doing everything 18 hours a day probably not maybe hustle is being consistent over time with the things that move the needle Right. So it, there are different things. And uh, and what he said was really interesting. He's like, hey, you know, I do think that for some people that's necessary because you're not going to wake up if you don't have an experience like that. Um, I, I feel like we've have a pretty decent balance. And uh, and to complete what he was saying is about what are those things in life that are priority for you right so if my family is a priority right if I want to spend time with my wife and with my kid I'm going to make time to do that, even though I enjoy my work, right? But at the same time, if my wife is away traveling like she is now, I'm going to use that time with to make sure that I cover the things in the business so I, I can stay ahead of the curve, right? So it's like, it's, a, it's a, game, a balance game to make sure that you're leaving that dash in between. There are a number of people that are listening that I can imagine right now that they say, you know what, I really appreciate what the guys are saying. I know that I want to make a change. I want to reprioritize and value my life. And I have a specific goal and a vision. 
but I have this resistance. I have this fear. I have this doubt that prevents me from taking the action steps moving forward. When you guys first started, what was your perspective? Did you find that it was easy? Did you have some type of internal resistance or was there a certain amount of doubt or fear or uh, what's the term? Um, imposter syndrome that you weren't sure if, if people were going to take you credible? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, for, 200%. First, I, th there is so many words in there that I, I love. Uh, fear is one of those. Because uh, if you're feeling fear, it's probably some, something. A lot of the times it's because we're moving in the right direction to change. But our body just is telling us, like, no, like, we want to stay in our comfort zone, right? So sometimes feeling fear is a is just like... A fact, your body's telling you that you're moving in the right direction. It, it, it's an indicator, right? Exactly. Like we, we learn to see it as an indicator and it's like, oh, that's the right spot. You know, mm -hmm. obviously being safe physically, right? Don't, don't yeah, do something exactly. that you're about to die. But like <laughs> in, in this in this environment, right? Like if I'm scared to go talk to a client, maybe that's the thing that you have to go do, right? Yeah. So we started to, to change our perspective and see those things as indicators. Yeah, that's the other word, right? Perspective. And I think a lot of people just like, look, there's there are events that you cannot control, right? But you can control the way you look at them. So a lot of people are just wired to look at them in a negative way, right? And then mm -hmm. there's other people, very successful people usually are wired to look at these opportunities, like uh, at these uh, events, like opportunities, like something positive, right? And for example, going back to the COVID, how many people haven't like just like stop doing what they're what they were currently doing because of the fear right and how many others have taken action and they have seen really good results right so that is an example of of perspective and then the imposter syndrome i honestly think that that never goes away never right because if you are in a in a constant journey of growth you're you're all i feel like you're always gonna feel the imposter syndrome of what's coming next right like you're always gonna be doubting Oh, do I really deserve what's next? But at the same time, it's about perspective, and you you have to tell yourself, you know what? Yes, I am worthy. I've been working hard for this, and I can take that step into fear and move forward and move out of my comfort zone yeah. and grow. I, I want to tell a story. Like we we were like on this call a couple of days ago, and uh, this woman, like she was really really affected by by COVID. Like she was working in the in the cruise industry. And uh, she was one of the first people that that industry let go, right? And uh, it was pretty interesting because a lot of people that we've, we heard the stories, right? It's like, I don't have anything to do. Oh, my God, like I'm crying here in my house because my opportunities have been ripped out or like my, my life as I know it is changing completely. For this lady that happened, she has a, she has a daughter, right? And uh, she told us something really powerful. She was like, hey, I, like as soon as this happened, I turn, you know, uh, before that I was dabbling into entrepreneurship and see like if I can turn my passion into something, into my business. And the first call that I had was with my parents to explain them that I was not unemployed, that from today on I was self-employed. Wow. Like I'm telling you this and I'm like getting goosebumps. Like <laughs> what a change in perspective uh, from a person that it's in her comfort zone with a good salary and then all of a sudden it changes and just that little sh like shift of mindset inside of her she's like from unemployed to self-employed made a complete change and she was able to in four weeks she was telling us how she was able to advance way more in her business and actually make a change and actually make a living in four weeks so, wow, what a powerful story. And I, and I love to tell that this exactly what happens. And obviously, in our case, was 
client, you know, to the point that we were thought we were going to have to close the doors. And in 60 days or so, we launched two shows, producing almost six episodes a week, you know, hiring two full-time employees. Like, it, it has been insane. And, and it's all about that perspective, right? How do you tackle those problems that come your way? What would you say to people who have a perspective of uh, fear and intimidation based on how much people are doing? So the reason why I'm saying what I'm saying is I'm picturing people that I've had conversations with where they are in comparison mode to people that are slightly ahead of them or people that are way ahead of them in terms of social media followers or podcast episodes or YouTube videos. What type of advice would you give to somebody in terms of like practical daily steps they could take to get them moving, get some momentum or to, 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 to turn their perspective away from somebody else and in, in, on their own path? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure we're gonna have this <laughs> the same exact answer on this one, yeah. and I'm gonna I'm gonna start just saying like we were guilty of that, right? Like, I would sit down in the computer and look in social media, and I'll see these guys that were my exact same age, you know, and they seem so freaking successful, and I was like, why? What are they doing that I'm not doing? You know, what do they know that I don't know? Like, let me go find out, and I'll go. And try to consume all this information, you know, try to learn all these new tactics, whatever. And then I'll try to implement, but the results weren't there. So, again, the question is, like, why? Why are they having them and not me? And the reason is that I was asking the wrong question, right? Because, again, like, the success of your life is highly dependent on the quality of the questions that you ask your, yourself. So I was asking myself, why do they have him? Uh, why do they have success? And what, why I don't have it? Instead of how can I go out there and get success, right? And the thing is, the comparison game is only going to hurt you. And that, that was literally it. Like, it's just going to hurt you. It's going to stop you in the tracks. And it's going to keep chasing someone something else, not your actual, you know, definition of success. And it goes back to what we were talking at the beginning, which is if you don't know who are you, who you are, you know, what you want, you're going to be chasing after somebody else's dream. So by comparing yourself to someone else, you're literally just, just chasing. So um, we actually started a, a, a few months back, right? We, we started in this program with, his name is Steve Larson, and... He always says, you know, like the only person you can compare yourself to is yourself from yesterday. And that was a huge, huge slap across the face to us because at this point we were, you know, focused on how can we obtain what others have instead of how, what can I do today to improve from yesterday? So I think once you shift that focus, you're going to start getting even more wins. And once you start getting those small wins, it start, start stacking up you get momentum and you're going to start seeing real results. Yeah. To, to kind of going off of, you know, what Fonzie was saying to like on the practical side, right? like you mentioned, obviously social media numbers of followers and stuff like that. We often don't know what the path of that person was, right? Yeah. We don't know if they paid for those followers to be specific, right? We, we don't know that, right? So we, we see a picture from very far away of something that we think is real, but we really haven't, like studied what happened there, right? So first off, that's completely irrelevant. We have to stop comparing ourselves to 
to whatever we want to achieve. Let's say we're athletes, right? We love soccer. We played soccer all our life. That's how we got to this country. We were on scholarships. Amazing, right? But if you are a 15-year-old and you're comparing yourself to the best soccer players in the world, like, why do they have all those millions? Why do they have all those followers? Why do they play in the best club ever, right? I'm not there. Clearly, you're 15 years old. You're develop You're still developing, right? So as an athlete, when we bring it to that perspective, it's the same perspective that we should have in anything, in business, in life. It's like, okay, let me put down my head. I'm going to practice. I'm going to go every day to practice to be the best version I can. So then my opportunities show in front of me, right? Uh, so I can take advantage of those opportunities and grow. And sometimes it, it, it just takes the time. So as far as like social media, it's like do the work, right? Sit down. Do your podcast every single day. If you are posting, you know, if you're doing one episode a month or one episode a week, if you want to speed up the process, do three a week, right? Uh, and is and we go back to what's a priority, right? Uh, if that's your priority and you want to get better at podcasting, do more episodes. That's the reason we produce three live episodes every week is because the goal before was just release one episode uh, a week. Shoot, how yeah. can we speed that up? Let's do three a week and live, right? It's like add, adding the pressure. It's like, how can I improve myself faster than I was doing it before so then I can get to my personal goal of that? So those are a couple of things that we've discovered along the way. <laughs> I know that even for me, like I find that I have overcome fear just by taking consistent action. And, and Luis, that's something that you just, you literally just finished off of, of yeah. is that showing up on a daily basis and doing the action or on a weekly basis or whatever your consistent process is. And Fonzie, you talked about some, some deep, deep stuff that some people have to deal with that in order to move forward, that some people have some deep rooted baggage that Maybe it was because of a bad choice or a bad decision, or unfortunately, the reality is, unfortunately, they had a relationship that really imprinted something on them that affected them in an adverse way and prevents them from from doing what they could do to to improve their life or the lives of other people. So I think that what the both of you just said was was really powerful. So let's let's switch gears a little bit and let's talk about content because that's what you guys are all about. What advice would you give to somebody who has a specific type of message? What types of things would you be looking for if you're trying to deliver high value content for a specific topic? Uh, I'll say the number one thing uh, is remove the friction so you can publish, right? Uh, that has been a massive thing, right? Because a lot of people have their message and they're like, oh my God, I, I want to get out there and I want to impact millions of people. And then uh, they record their video, right? Or, you know, uh, what camera should I use? What microphone should I use? Um, what editing software should I use? Should I hire an editor? And then you start adding all these friction points. Guilty as charged. <laughs> uh, that was Fonzie. That was, like, that was us, right? Yeah. And then you start adding those friction points that prevent your message from going out. So identify those friction points and remove them, right? That's the first thing. Because if your message is not out in any form whatsoever, you cannot impact your your audience or the people that you serve, right? So quick story with Fonzie. Fonzie is a, a, a perfection. He loves like high quality video. You I, know, I think I'm getting in my own defense. I think I'm getting better. Just throwing that out there. He's getting a lot better. <laughs> yes, <good. laughs> but let me tell you. You know, we're talking of of camera here uh, about the roadcaster, right? And I told you, hey, we per we purchased this thing to start publishing, and uh, we recorded a few episodes, and then it went to the closet because we we the 
the goal was to record the audio and record from cameras. And we had two cameras, which added friction because it added editing time to us so we can coordinate the shots and blah, blah, blah. And then five episodes later, we have the audio, we have the video, and nothing happened. We did not publish. And we're like... And then it went to the closet and we're like, we're not publishing, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we've been there. We get it, right? Okay, so what can we do to remove that friction? What worked for us at that time was we actually went to businesses and we were selling on content packages. We were like, guys, you guys got to publish. You got to, you, you know, we're, we'll help you be an omnipresent. Uh, by the way, we have a really, really different definition of, of omnipresence that we can share with you if you're interested. But we can help you do this. And they'll, they'll, they'll go to our social media and they're like, you guys are not there. You guys are not publishing. You guys are not pressing. We're like, oh, don't worry about us. You know, here yeah. are clients, right? Look at the results that they're getting. And uh, that caused like a, a little bit of a pain, right? And we came back to the office and I'm like, damn, dude, like we're having these these conversations with potential clients and the level of rapport that we're able to build live and it, it drops down big time because they don't see the consistency of us, uh, you know, drinking our own Kool-Aid, you know? Uh, so we're like, okay, what is, how can we be present? How can we give our message? How can we be consistent? Uh, with the least amount of friction. And for us, it meant going live. So we were like, okay, let's do a challenge. Let's actually go live for 45 days straight. You know, you go on your account, I go on my account, and uh, and we share it, and that way we can achieve the consistency and frequency that we need to get our message out. And uh, so we set on this journey to go live for 45 days. We had no idea what to say, right? And then we started creating these basic frameworks to, to, say, what, to, to say stuff. And... Uh, Impressive enough, at day 20, we actually had to stop the Facebook Lives because we got a lot of business that we need, that needed to be fulfilled. So for us, the goal was to be present and stuff, and obviously we tied down to profits and the business. Uh, but what a result it gave us, right? So yeah. then we started telling the story, and it's like, why don't you guys do it again? And we're like, oh, my God, yes, season two coming on. And we started again. And at day, like, 17, Fonzie had to stop yeah. because the same thing happened. And then if you see my videos, my videos are, like, at 11 at night, right? And, and then we're like, let's take it up to another level. And now we do the podcast shows live because of that same reason, because it removes all friction. So yes, your content will evolve. But the first time it's like, remove the friction and take action and hit publish. Yeah. Uh, going off of that, right? And we have this concept that we call the minimum viable content, right? What is the minimum amount of effort that you can put to have the best output, the desired output, right? And I think it goes back to to habits building habits like if you see your life you are surrounded by by habits like you're made by the habits that you have developed develop in your life and anything habits if you see them they have something in common and it's consistency right like they're called ha habits because they're consistent throughout your life so we need to develop consistent content that is the goal like you are not going to find anybody um, or maybe a very, very, very small per, uh, percentage of people out there that publish that have been successful by only publishing one or two videos. Most people that are successful out there that publish, they have been very, very consistent over time, right? We only see, again, it's like the, the iceberg theory, right? We only see the tip of the iceberg. We don't see what's at the bottom. But these people have has been publishing for so long. Good example uh, is Gary Vee. You know, who doesn't know Gary Vee? He didn't get noticed until like episode 1000, something like that, right? So it's mm. it's insane. So we need to develop these habits. And it's, it's human 
to if we put our, like goals that are massive and try to tackle them on, eventually we're going to drop them, right? Like why most New Year resolutions fail? It's simple because people are like, yes, I'm going to lose 80 pounds in the first quarter of the year. It's like, no, that, that is not realistic, right? Like that is so big, you're going to be overwhelmed and you're going to drop it. It's the same exact thing with content. What is your minimum viable content? What is that A small frictionless activity that you can do every single day, doesn't cause you any problem, right? Doesn't interfere with what you're already doing, so then you can build up off of that and eventually build up to a bigger goal. So that that would be, I, I guess, like what he was trying to do, say with that story, right? And what I tried to communicate it with this is find your minimal viable content. What is that that output that you want at that minimal activity that you can do multiple times and build up on top of it? I I like that a lot, and I relate a lot to that too because I know when I started. Uh, for me with the podcast, I had the idea for the podcast for a long time, but if I look to the photograph, like there's actually a photograph of me sitting in Panera with my buddy and we were sitting around with this really cheap like lapel mic and plugged into our iPhone, like recording a conversation just to test the audio from the picture, from the date of that picture to when I actually released my first episode, it was a while, like an embarrassing amount of time. It wasn't like two years or anything like that, but it was it was probably it was it was less than a year, but it was long enough for me to like be able to tell the story and have impact. And and there was the resistance. It was it was kind of like Luis, what you're saying, like I and I really enjoyed and and appreciated how you said the friction points or people that are stuck in analysis paralysis that they're giving themselves more reasons why to prevent themselves from taking the action. And then Fonzie, you're just like, what's what's the quickest and the easiest thing you can do right now to have some type of an impact? So so both of you, I, I really appreciated your perspective on that. And and as business owners is growing, can you talk about what your, uh, this was a question that I thought about as I was listen, listening to the both of you now. I I also really appreciate the fact that you found ways to earn more of your time back by outsourcing some of the work, you're earning more of your time back. So talk about where you guys are now in your journey and where you see yourselves going in the near future. Do you want to get started with that one? Let's do it. <laughs> so it's been funny. Like uh, we operated from a place of need for a long time uh, just because when we first started the business was we needed the money. We needed like to the goals, right? We have families still back home. We're from Venezuela. We're like, okay, the goal is eventually to bring them with us uh, you know, so, and that has a monetary, monetary value attached to it. Right. Um, and then obviously we want to provide for the families and just, you know, live the best life that we can travel. Like Fonsi was saying, just make sure that, that we can live those experiences and everything is attached to money. So we tackle the business at the beginning like that. We're like, Hey, how can we make X amount of money? Right. And, uh, because we're operating from a place of need at the very beginning, um, the very beginning and saying the first three years, <laughs> it's long, long beginning. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of friction and, and, uh, we probably weren't working with the best clients, right? We didn't understand who our dream client was. Uh, we, we were like kind of prisoners of that system that we built. Right. And it wasn't until last year that we actually started shifting the mindset big time to like, first, like who can we serve? Who can we serve better? And the same, the same, uh, the same point of friction, right? If I'm working with a client, this client is bringing me a lot of friction. Do I really want to serve that person? 
I don't think so because like it has to be an enjoyable experience for me too to be able to provide the best service that I can or the best product that, that I can. So it took a while for us to learn that lesson and be like, we were actually glad that some of the clients were like, guys, we're done. And we're like, oh, thank God, <laughs> right? Now we can actually go ahead and find somebody that, that can do that. And now we're very being very conscious about who we bring on to work with. So on the agency side, the service side, the product's called Content Momentum, um, that's a little bit of a high-end product. And we're very, very reserved on who we bring on to do this because they have to have certain qualities. There is a big screening. It's not open to everybody. And if we do see fit for that person to jump on because we're sure that that profile, we can add the most value and they're going to have the best results ever, that's great. So how do I see BizWorks going and evolving is first on the service side is we're going to be having an amazing roster of, of, we don't call them clients, partners for content momentum, right? And then obviously evolving our network of shows, which we've been having a blast. That's the thing. Like in the last 60 days, we love and the, and the, the way that we're communicating with people. So kind of growing the show, obviously, so we can add as much value as possible, as well as the business on the agency side and, uh, and start creating those products that can help our audience the best way we can. And, and attracting the people that we really want to work with and have a blast with, you know? So uh, that's kind of like high picture. Fonzi, I don't know if you want to add a little bit more to that. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, obviously, 100% with the p- coming from a place of need, right? Like, it, w- it was tough, obviously, because we were like, okay, like, I'm going to quit my full-time job and just do this, right? So now you have all this pressure that everything depends on you and you need to make the money so you can eat and pay rent and all that stuff. So you start taking all these clients that you might not want to work with, and then you're regretting it. You're like, oh, no, I want to, like, <laughs> tell them to go out, you know? like, And so it, it's tough. But part of the journey, I think, is learning that that abundance mentality, right? And like, it sounds cliche, but it's like there's plenty for everybody, you know? And, and when you realize that and you realize that you can not only help your mm-hmm. clients, partners, you can also help the people that you are going to employ, right? Your new team members. You're like, hey, you know what? Like, I have an opportunity for you, not only monetary, but for personal growth as well, right? And you can bring them on, help them, and then they're going to help you. Obviously, they're, they're part of your business now, and they're going to give you that time back that you need to either build relationships or do whatever you want to do with your time, right? So, I, I want to clarify something is not the growth uh, is not growth at the expense of other people. Like you're bringing them as your team partners and you're making sure they are growing as well, mm-hmm. not just taking advantage of their time to use it for your personal benefits. Right. Um, and also, uh, I think we're pretty ambitious. Right. Even though, like I said at the beginning, like I'm I'm trying to like slow down in a lot of things my day to day. We are pretty ambitious. Like we have a. 10-year goal that is really crazy is actually we would actually love to own a part of a Formula One team. Um, We would actually actually love to own a soccer club as well. So those are obviously very long-term views, but we cannot cannot live in the future, right? Like, and that's, that, that, that was part of a big lesson that is like, we have immediate problems. And when we started, we were mostly looking at problems that were 10 steps ahead, right? We were trying to solve problems that we didn't even know if they were actually going to happen. So we will fill our minds with all these problems, start creating solutions for things that we didn't even know, again, if they were going to happen. 
So focus on one thing at a time. What is my immediate problem? Once you solve that problem, new opportunities are going to open, new problems are going to come up, and then you focus on solving that one problem. That's a lot that you guys said. Again, like ever, I I love just giving you. The, I I I just toss the ball and let you guys crush it out of the park or or slam it into the back of the net. Uh, there there was there. I I'm trying to I'm trying to piece together what everything that you said because, uh, for for one thing you said working out of a place of need, which is difficult because it's it's fear based, it's needed based, it's just trying to get your your basic. I'm priorities met, like, like Fonsi, you were saying, just pay rent, eat food, have a normal, decent life and, and have a roof over your head. And that's challenging. But then, and then you were guys were saying, like Luis, you were saying, finding your dream client and, and allowing yourself the, or giving yourself permission to only work with people that you want to work with, that you don't have to take bad clients, that you can look for the type of people that you actually want to work with in life and by having that perfect fit of people who see value in you and you can give value to them and you can charge for your services and for the value that you provide, everybody's going to win. It's, it's like, it's, it's a great match. And, and, and also having these big, huge, audacious goals that are awesome because that I, I very firmly believe that it's important to have a short term, but in real perspective on what are we doing today? What are we doing this week? What are we doing this month? What are we doing this year? But also this stuff's got to be going somewhere. I mean, like we were talking about uh, a bit ago is, is thinking about living in the dash. I really like that phrase, living in the dash, that you're born one day and then we don't know where the end is. So we have to live in the now and believe in the possibility of everything that could come from your efforts. So it was really awesome. Yeah. Um, and I want to add something here re really quick to people. I think they need to... Um, I kind of forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> I, I, I'll take, but, I, I'll take. But they, it, it's like, we are so focused in the problems, right? Like it, we just live again. It comes back to that fear based mentality. Right. And I, I think, mm -hmm. and I'm going to relate this to content because I feel personally, I don't know my brother, but it has helped me a lot. Mm -hmm. Publishing has opened so many doors and not only for meeting new people or for business, but like, doors within myself to understand myself better it's powerful it, it, yeah. it's it's crazy um we actually one of our first interviews um it was with steve larson and he said like publishing is like opening a kind of warm side inside of you and you're like what's happening it, <laughs> it has literally felt that way because yeah. when you're lost in your thoughts you have so many things right and it's they're so difficult to put them in order but once you express them with words it like you're able to process them in a different way. I don't know how to explain this exactly, but then you start thinking, why did I say that? Right? Like, why do I believe these, these stuff? And then you start um, not judging things, right? But you start thinking things through and then you try to share them with other people kind of like start shaping you as a person. It is crazy, honestly. Like yeah. since we started publishing, I feel like that's when I've experienced the most growth in my life. Yeah, Ryan, you probably experienced that, right? With your own show, you start, you know, you put a message out there. Does it, does it, you know, align with your audience or your beliefs, right? And then if it doesn't, you might change it a little bit. So you start discovering yourself. And I want to mm -hmm. add something to, to the place of need. Sometimes uh, maybe we have some listeners that, are in that place of need right now, right? And they they have to work a second job. They have to do that. We were there too. You know, I worked my second job until September last year, 
right? Uh, where I was finally able to, to do this full time. But so we have to go back and see, okay, is this what I'm tackling? My, 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 my goal, my business, whatever ambitious that ambition that I want, is this really worth it? Right? So it takes a second to kind of understand that first. And then if it is, what's the price that you're willing to take to go there? Right? So a lot of people are like, Hey, don't take for me being in full time in a business, uh, it was a big priority, right? Because Fonzie needed help and he needed to be around somebody, right? <laughs> and so it, it didn't go crazy and and we gained traction. So I was like, okay, I make this a priority. So financially, I wasn't able to do it, right? So why did I, because it was my priority, I went out and seek personal loans so they could finance me as a safety net being in this because I do believe in what we're doing. We've seen the results, Right. And, and that way I was able to do this. A lot of people are like, oh my gosh, Luis, you are insane. Why would you take on that? Because I know deep down, I know, I am certain that I will achieve the results, that I, I am achieving the results, right? So it took a lot from me to do that, right? So what, what are those things that you're willing to do to continue, right? And then do them. If, it, if they don't work or if you identify that is not something that you're comfortable with, then shift your perspective, right? It's like, what's the other thing that I can do? What's the next thing that I can try to tackle this? If that means take on a loan, take on a loan. If that means take a second job, take a second job. But understand that there's going to be a price to pay, right? If it's a second job, you're going to have to work some extra hours. So are you okay with accepting that consequence yeah. until you're ready to take on the other challenge full time. So this is very important because if you're in that place of need, but you want it really bad enough, we cannot complain on the situation that you put yourself in while trying to achieve that goal. Your passion and your enthusiasm gets me so hyped and so excited because I feel the same way. And it's just so gratifying and validating to talk to other like-minded people. And the other thing I wanted to mention that I, I, I hope people caught and they, they heard was that, that these guys, they had a journey and it's a continual journey and it takes time. Like it, some, like these things that we're talking about, these big goals, these visions, these dreams, these hopes that we have, they probably won't happen overnight. They are probably going to take some time and some effort, but this unwavering determination and fierce, fierce resiliency that no matter what, you're going to figure it out is powerful stuff, man. That's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to right. add something really quick there because you just mentioned, right? Like, I think the fact that we know it's going to take time has something that we realized not long ago either, right? Because, and I, I feel like I mentioned this in some other episodes lately, but it's like my number one enemy right now. It's like <laughs> public enemy number number one and is instant gratification. Yeah. Like we live in a world of constant instant gratification, right? Likes on Instagram, um, TV shows, whatever, name it. Like we are seeking, it, it's a drug, right? It's dopamine that is hitting your brain and you want more and more and more. So you're looking for those instant gratification activities. The thing is, what causes success on the long run are those activities that they stack up like a compounding effect, and eventually you're going to see the results. Your actions of today are going to show the results tomorrow. So if, you're, if you live a life of instant gratification right now, just doing activities that bring you, you know, that, that hit right now, whatever it is, gambling, you name it, right? In the long run, when you're going to see the results you're probably not going to be where you want to be, right? And we talk about the, the mortality at the beginning, which is 
see where you want to, people to say when you are in your grave, like in your life, right? Do you want him to say like, oh, this guy was a gambler. He wasted his life doing all these little things. Or you want him to like, dude, that guy worked hard to get where he's at, right? He took risks to get where he's at. Like, that's what I want people to say for me. So I'm going to delay gratification because I know if I put in the work right now, in the long run, it's going to make sense. That's awesome. Thank you guys so much. I wanted to make sure that I gave you both the opportunity. Uh, where can people find you if they're interested in connecting with you? Yeah, definitely. Uh, the best place is the show. So the, they can find it in uh, any podcasting uh, platform. It's called Content is Profit. Um, and then if they want to catch the Facebook live, we, we do record the show live and broadcast it live. So there will be a chance to see all the bloopers and you know what goes wrong. <laughs> There's plenty of bloopers. <laughs> uh, but we go live Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, every single week um, on Facebook at Biz Bros Co. So facebook.com slash Biz Bros Co. And uh, they can connect with us there and they, they can send us DMs and, you know. What, what time do you guys do the Facebook lives? So it's every afternoon after 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, if they stay tuned to our social media, they'll see the announcements. Sometimes they the time might change depending on the guests that we have, but it's normally after 4 p.m. Eastern. I We didn't talk about this beforehand, but I think it'd be fun to kind of throw it out there to give people some type of a content challenge. If they are listening to this and they're like us, let's come up with on the spot like a, and you guys set the terms, is it a, 10-day challenge, 20-day challenge, 30-day challenge, 40-day challenge, and and whatever it is, they have to do at least one thing and tag us in it. Oh, I love it. 100%. Let's call some people out. <laughs> I, mean, we, I feel like we always give people the same challenge mm -hmm. uh, just because we saw such great results and it literally has little to no friction, right? Besides the time you want to give it. So yeah, with that being said, I will challenge everybody that wants to take on the 45 live yep. and uh they can tag us at beast bros go obviously uh they can put the hashtag 45 live and i'll tell you a yep. quick story we're actually working with somebody right now uh it's, it's somebody that might be coming onto the team but and i say might because they're passing a test right we offered to to create a distribution channel to create a show around this personality because it's somebody that is very dear to us Right. And, and uh, he has so much to say. Um, and he's like, dude, let's do this on the Hispanic market. Right. He's been like, uh, he's been approaching us for a long time. And I'm like, okay, for that to happen, because you want to be part of the team and you want to have your own show, we need you to get to publishing. Are you publishing right now? And that person is like, no. <laughs> and we're like, okay, well, we have a little bit of a, of a way to go. So the first challenge for that person is actually going live for 45 days. And we've been talking about publishing, right, for about four months now. And every time he published something or a quote or something, like, where's your video? Where's your video? Where's your video? So we're like, okay, if you want to be a part of the Beast Bros family and the network uh, and you want your show, this is how you get your show. <laughs> we're going to produce it all for you. That's fine. Um but you have to pass the test of the 45 life. You have to be going live for 45 days. Right? And he's like, oh, my God, what do I say? What do I do? How do I record this? I'm like, I don't care. Remove the friction. Every time yeah. you ask yourself, you know, I'm about to publish, what's causing the friction? Is the friction that your computer is not turning on? Record it on your phone, right? Is the friction that you want to publish it in 20, in 20 different platforms? Remove the platforms, publish it in just once. So I, it was funny because he's on, on day three. Today is going to be day four. 
but he's like so stoked that、like, he called me. Yes, he's like, oh my gosh, this is like therapy to me. Like、It、I'm so、therapy. pumped up. Like after six minutes of talking and saying、But、my message and seeing the the people and the the comments back and and the support, and I'm like, that's what's all about. You need to remove the friction and just get out there. And it's simple, simple, simple. Don't、yeah. overcomplicate. He's like, where else can I publish? And I'm like. Nothing. No, forget it. Wait until the forty-five live is over, and then move on to the next. <laughs> to the、thing. next is because we need to we we need to be consistent. We need to make sure that you know you're finding your voice, you're discovering yourself, and、uh, so yeah, that's the story that I'm、yeah. gonna tell. It, about it was actually、live. it was actually funny because he again he was like, "What do I say? All these things." First video, eighteen minutes talking, <laughs> right? And, and you're like. What? What? <laughs> what? I was like, I thought you didn't have anything to say. You know, like you talk for eighteen minutes straight, and that's the thing, guys. Like, it doesn't need to be eighteen minutes. If you feel like talking, thirty seconds, a minute, five minutes, whatever you want to make it to start building up that confidence, right? Start getting your voice out there. That works as well. So, so, so I still feel like the question is that what do I say? Still there? So we're gonna give a very basic framework. It's hey, tell the story of what happened during the day, and then. Tie it down to your message. So, for example, we work with content, right? So, my forty-five live post will be today. Like, hey guys, we have this amazing show with this guy named Ryan. He's been publishing for a long time, and he was asking us questions about mindset and this and life and business. And wow, it was amazing. And what's the lesson? Well, the lesson is that you need to publish. You need to get out there. Look at the relationships that we've been able to build. Guys, I motivate you to start publishing your message, just like Ryan did. He told me a story about his lavalier mic. <laughs> he took a picture six months, and then he didn't. He never published, but now he does, and he's creating all this massive impact. Go ahead and start publishing. So that's a very simple example. Like in within a minute, that's your, that could be your video. So document what's happening in your day, and then tie it down with the lesson that you want to do.、Mm. And if there's no、that's、lesson. Don't say a lesson. Just、yeah. tell the people what、yeah. happened that day. At the end of the day, the only way to get better is by taking action and failing. So don't be afraid. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for being here, guys. You guys are awesome, and I really know that so many people are going to get so much value out of everything that we talked about today. So thank you again. Thank course, you, Ryan, Ryan, and thank you for everyone that's listening. And join the challenge. Join the challenge. <laughs> So I hope you guys enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. I had a lot of fun when I talked to the guys when I was doing the recording. There was a lot of value that I took away personally, and I hope that you took away some good points too. Make sure that you are going to check them out. I'll put all of their social media information below in the show notes for you, and also make sure to check back next Monday and Thursday for more content coming from me from the show, This Amazing Life. Also, if you're interested, check out my Instagram, Ryan O'Neill eighty eight, so that way you can see some of the ways and the perspectives or the daily best practices. How I'm integrating the intention of the week every day into the things that I'm doing. Thanks again so much for your time, and enjoy the rest of what I hope is going to be an amazing day for you. God bless. Talk to you soon.